So hello, viewers and or listeners. Welcome to the Motorcycle Podcast Roundtable, where we have Chuck and Todd from New Wheel Nerds, and no one else of any consequence whatsoever. Some lesser shows showed <laughs> Thank up. you and good night. Bite me. <laughs> now we have uh, Steve from the Cafe Racer Podcast, Joanne, the gear chick from Motorific. Um, please hold your applause until the end. Um, we've got Ted from the Motorcycle Men. Hey, Kevin from a podcast that's completely slipped my mind. The Throttled <laughs> Podcast. The Throttled. Terrible. I have. I've never talked to Kevin before. This is my first time. No, this is, this is the first time. This is the first time. So, uh, we're missing a couple folks that couldn't make it out tonight. They are sorely missed. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to get us all together and talk about the show season because that's pretty much where we're heading into now that uh, the weather's getting a little worse. See, I don't know. I don't see it as a slow season. I see this as the season where suddenly all the guests you try to get are like, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm basically just no. sitting at home drinking, so I'd be happy to talk to you. I said show. Oh. Okay. As in the motorcycle shows, like the AIM Expo and the International Motorcycle Show. They're oh. all – we just finished AIM, and IMS is, is tearing into its season now. And I don't get to go to those. So. Yeah, no one cares. Nobody, nobody cares about you at all. I feel I should tell you this as your friend. You guys want to go off someplace by yourself and beat each other up? Speaking of, Todd, your friendship check for the month is late. <laughs> oh, wow. That hurts. Steve and Kevin, right, were at AIM Expo recently. Yes. yes. So could you, one of you two just start off and tell us what you guys saw and what you thought was super cool? Well, I was there only on the last day, so I think Steve would probably be a better person to tell you what you actually happened. You missed the media day? Yeah, yeah. I had, to work it into a, I had to work it into a family vacation, so it was kind of the blackmail of, if I'm going ah. to Orlando and AIM's happening, I'm going that, that first day we're down there. So I pulled it off. What was the crowd like Sunday, Kevin? I, you know, it really wasn't that bad. Um, Which is not a You know, I mean, it, I'd, I'd say... Oh, oh. I'd say probably what you experienced on Friday uh, from what the vendors were telling me. Cause it was dead. On Friday. And um, yeah, I mean it, it, it where I, when it first opened, it was heavy. Uh, of course the demo area had, had a ton of people out there. Um, but inside it would kind of, you know, around lunch it picked up. I think everybody came in and, and would kind of thing. But uh, for the most part, it was, it was, I would say there was, there was plenty of people there, but it wasn't crowded by any means. Yeah, so we went, um, Spencer Hill from the Gear Dude flew in, and, and we went Thursday and Friday and left. We, we didn't actually go to the show Saturday. We left Saturday morning to drive back to South Florida. But uh, it, the experience we had, the media hub, I don't know if you've ever been, when they have the media hub, it was a lot better this year than it was the subsequent year, the years before. But uh it wasn't just a room in the corner that people generally no. ignored? No, they had like a bunch of presentations, and the really good one was the presentation for ICMA. They had like the, I guess, the Italian tourism company like sponsor a big lunch and everything. So it was really great. with the Oh, wow. Yeah. Fancy. But, uh, you know, Kawasaki pulled out at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the last year, probably. <laughs> Sorry. They, uh, there was no EBR, and uh, I was going to make up a big story, Chuck and Whitey, and tell you that I got to ride this secret. Oh, that would have been so good. 
Yeah, well, that's good the thing. EBR is saying they're going to be at IMS Long Beach. That's pretty much the whole reason I am going this year to IMS is because EBR is going to be there. Eric's supposed to be there. Um, Eric and EBR are doing some kind of demo ride day the day before IMS at Highland, California, I think. I actually posted something on Instagram on that. It was uh, That was floating around from EBR's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So they're they're supposed to be there and talking about whatever their their upcoming Black Lightning whatever thingy is. Well, press them on the AX too. You know. I'm oh, gonna, I'm gonna press them. Up. I'm gonna press up against Derek. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna be all up in that. And then you get hauled out by security. Totally yeah. worth it. So one one thing I wonder about the AX because all the, there's all these 160 horsepower, you know, 170 horsepower adventure bikes coming up. They're all covered with computers that keep them from going too fast. Um, Buell doesn't have those. All the Buells have the let's just fucking rock. They've setup. got the the mode select, and that's yeah. about it. Uh, Todd, the way the Buell works is it's linear. So like on the KTM 1290, mine's you know 163 horsepower. If you take off the traction control on that thing, it rips. I mean. It'll wheelie in three or four years, <laughs> but the, the traction control on it's it's pretty tame. Um, when we rode the the EBR, the traction control is linear, so it's like there's no set steps in it. It's just kind of a, a thing that goes from one to twenty, and it, it's you can set it anywhere within that range. Oh, interesting. Set okay. it to zero, you're going to have if they keep the AX like if they use the same system that they had in the SX. In the uh, RX, yeah. It would be good. On the KTM, for the traction control, it's either on or off. Sure. But okay. On the, mo- the different modes, the sport mode and the street mode, still you get all the horsepower. It's just the throttle delivery is a little bit different. Mm. And the off-road mode, and the rain mode, drops you down to 100 horsepower, and they both have different levels of traction control on the rear. Drops. drops. I, yeah. Could you could you say drops oh, no. you down to 100 oh, yeah. horsepower oh, again? But say oh it's god, slow. not enough, dude. <laughs> More, please. What are you going to do with all of it? Like, who needs that? Who needs 100? Like, what are you going to do with that in the dirt? Nothing. Like, yeah, unless you're, you're like... Auger the back wheel in is what you're going to do. I'm going to dig holes. <laughs> Pretty much. You'll dig your own grave. With That's all where that I'm putting the out. bodies. Jimmy Lewis or Chris Burr. Yeah. Those are the only guys who can handle that kind of power. Sorry, dudes. I think I was pushing maybe like 30. Dirt. <laughs> I am I am not expecting to see an AX at IMS. Even though they just have like a mention of it on their website. What's this lightning thing you're talking about? I didn't <laughs> they the, a trademark notice went out that they applied to trademark the the term black lightning. Hmm. So hmm. and the, and the last thing hmm. they were hinting at was something low and you know mean looking so everyone's thinking or the, the rumors are it's going to be like some sort of sport cruiser like the Diablo. Hmm. And it's actually just going to be called the Fuck You Harley. Yeah, yeah, the Fuck You Harley. The, F, the, the, the EBR FU 1000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's a naming convention. I wait, wait, find. wait. It could be the FUHD, and it sounds like a Harley naming scheme. <laughs> no. Holy crap. A screaming <laughs> eagle. So speaking of FU Harley, did you see that uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the scout, the Indian, that the, the uh, dirt tracker that they had in uh, – Standard Motoco's booth. No, three three hundred thousand dollars worth of handmade. Wow. Spark. What? Oh, you should. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It was made specifically to beat Harley on the flat track circuit on the big the big ones the big bikes the mile. 
on the track or in the price? On the yeah. <laughs> not a, it's not made for consumption. It's a complete race bike built from the ground up. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Is and, flat track racing even that big to warrant that kind of investment? Oh, uh, yeah, it's packed. I mean, you come to a flat track race in Daytona, it's packed. No kidding. Yeah. yeah that's a small track in Daytona, too. That's not a big It's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, I've never been. That's uh, they, they're they're starting to actually think about building a couple smaller tracks around my area, um, and I'm hoping they actually put in a flat track to to kind of get some other stuff going on. So, kind of something I'd like to start kind of keeping up with and seeing, especially if that happens, uh, go and visit a couple of those kind of events. It, it, flat track still own you know AMA Pro still has that, and that's still the France family. And uh, they actually, the old man was there talking to uh, Jason Paul Michaels for Standard uh, Motor motorcycle call when i was there so they're trying to expand that series and get even more people to come see flat track racing i think this could be so much more fun to watch it is fun to watch and it's really kind of visceral because like when you're standing next to the track and the bikes are going around they're throwing dirt up onto the track (laughs) it's really kind of cool and it's loud you know and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like watching nascar for motorcycles you know it's in a circle but it's uh it's a lot of fun and I saw some test video of this Indian going around the track, and it was pretty neat. So that'll be cool. It was just going to give Harley a run for their money. Did Harley have anything at AIM? No. Nothing new? Or did they no. even have a booth? No. No demo no. rides? Really? They didn't even Nothing. Have, not even showing off their new engine or anything? Nope. Wow. I think some of this might have had to do with the fact that you know, the hurricane kind of screwed plans up. I mean, it screwed my plans up to go to Overland X. So. Mm-hmm. Harleys do catch a lot of wind, you know, so you can't just take them there. Well, it takes them a long time to put all the bikes back in the dealership when it starts to rain, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Sorry, Harley, Harley listeners, we apologize. They, I apologize for them. For the, hey, you know, I'm I'm the only sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Don't call people for liking what they like. Come on now. Yeah, Ted. Ted's our Harley scapegoat for we, the evening. We do we have a Harley, yeah, a cruiser representative here. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm as much of a hater as you all too. But I'm just trying to be really nice this session. That's all. No way you think, Joanne. So, well, it's probably the last Harley I rode was horrific, horrific. I had to sit on the tank. It was, it was obviously the wrong one. Was it? Was it the terrible. street? It was a dyno wide glide, and my legs oh. are so short. I had to sit on the tank to get to the shift lever. Oh, the brake lever. Oh God! I but hated also, the wide glide too. Yeah, but also so the it's speed. not just you. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it another shot if I had a proper Harley. I think it'd be great. Sure. You know, any of the dinosaurs, they're just—they're uh, big. They're sportsters. That's all. They're they're just big sportsters. They want to well, be. My, my issue with cruisers in general is just the seating position. My tailbone is and my hips scream. They don't want my feet up like that. They want my knees low. Yeah, I mean, you know? if they would make stuff that was more real mid control, it would be more. Uh, Something I would look at, but every bike you sit on with forward controls. I'm like Joanne, man. My tailbone kills my me. My hip. Yeah. If I if I ever, if I weren't so old and I didn't have these joint issues, I probably would enjoy it quite a bit. But J- John, you just need to do more deadlifts. I'm trying, dude. Chuck, I, I swear, I've, I've come a long way. I really Those, have come a long that'll, way. That'll strengthen up your whole core and your lower back muscles. That it's better. It's definitely better than like five months ago. But I still have issues from an accident I had in 2009. 
Mm. So I think it's, it goes deeper than that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see an ortho next week on my shoulder. Mm. Oh, I had, to do the rot- I had to do the rotator cuff yeah. surgery on my shoulder. Uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We don't so do so that. I, could, I could see Chuck and Joanne coming out with a spinoff <laughs> podcast from their show, Wads <laughs> for Riders. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me just open that. Co- uh, 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 cramp. No, no cramping. No, that's not how it works. No, that's my Popeye arm. No, I'm telling you, I'm a wimp. I'm a CrossFit wimp. I'm not hardcore like Chuck over there. I, well, I don't do CrossFit. I, I, I can't do. I can't handle that. Or just lifting and st- I'm, lifting, not, yeah, I'm right. not there. I'm, I'm not social enough for CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> too much I, today I sat on a 2017 Multistrada Enduro. And that sucker has the 19-inch front wheel and the 17-inch rear. So much so that the, it looks like it's up on a – like the front is up on a box. A little pedestal. I, I, couldn't, I got my left foot down fine on the side stand. I could not get it righted. It was so top-heavy. Like this is like a big wheelbarrow. I'm on a pedestal as all Ducati oh. should be. It's awful. I'm like, man, that's, that's fine. I don't so even ima- Imagine that, Joanne, that same bike with about 20 20- – we need to <laughs> lean over on the hand because when I went trip, I got uh, Kurt Forget sent me the the, the uh, bash plate for the twelve ninety, and they have a, re- a side stand relocation kit for it. Oh no! And the company that made the plates cut them wrong, so the side stand was too far forward. I got a hernia on that. <laughs> Is that what caused it? Worse, you know, I don't think it caused it. I think I probably had it before that, but you know, trying to kick that bike over from the side, like over. There's actually a couple pictures of all our bikes leaned over, and the 1290 looks like it's ready to fall over. At least your bike finished. Yeah, well, just saying. At least your bike managed the entire time that you were riding it. Wanted to, we could have just left the Ural there, and you could have jumped on the back. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) If that happens, please take a picture. Thanks. Uh, of, of me broken down, you won't have to wait long. There's, there's plenty. No, of those <laughs> Actually, I, I, if I had to count on my hand all the trips I'd completed successfully, <laughs> like wait, like fun trips? What are you talking about? Like iron butts? What? Anything longer than like a day? Three days. That's your. That's the max you've ever done is three days. No, three trips. Three trips? You've only done Maybe. Three trips? Three yeah, successful that, trips. That completed without, without me calling a tow truck. Really? God, what? What? Are you like cursed? Like what? Yes, I'm cursed. Dude. He's completely cursed. I am he very cursed. Be. Wow. I'm super cursed. What that guy charged for the so tow? I should never ride with you then. I'm good. $1,000 for that tow? tow the, the tow? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But my uh, insurance company reimbursed me for that, so it's okay. What screwed me was the repair. <laughs> I don't think Chuck is cursed. I think he has just maybe bad decision-making habits. Maybe, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> well, I look at who I do a podcast with. See, well, it's not that's not his fault that your trips aren't successful. Come on now. It's not his fault that my trips aren't successful. No, but it's his fault and a lot of other things. You could say that my whole thing with Buell is his fault. That is totally true. But wait, Buell has other issues. They're really backpack, right? I, I just every time I hear a different stories, so I never know the what sense, to believe. The sense we got was really backpack. Um, some of it is I, I, 
love Eric to death, but having a business person running the business and letting him build really cool motorcycles is probably a good thing. The best yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Letting him get in front of the camera and do his like crazy hypnotoad thing where if you talk to Eric for like more than five minutes, you're like, I have to buy a Buell now. Now I need. Is it still like for an investment of some no. sort? No. no it, now they're owned by liquid. They're owned by the liquidation company that bought them at auction. He hypnototed them. Wow. He, 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 is that the story? They're going to actually sell motorcycles? Mm-hmm. They are selling motorcycles. You can go to their website and order one of the SXs or an RX. Is that old inventory? What about? No, it's new inventory. You, you put down a deposit and they build you a bike. Oh, crap. That's essentially- what Black Lightning is. It's nope. that new, the new RX Plus, like the RX with carbon fiber and that. They're gonna, it's all black. That's and probably what they're going to stick black, li- black lightning on. That's Maybe. Boring. That'd be pretty easy to do instead of coming yeah. out with a whole new model. Oops, sorry. What if like oh. something happens to it? Like, I don't know, you need to fix the valves or something. Who, how do you get that? They're, they are building a dealer network again. Um, also a Rotax, so you can get bits and pieces. You, you know what you can do is you go to Steven's house and you just steal parts. No, but, <laughs> but what if you're not like parts and you don't know anything about fixing this bike? Like, steal the whole bike. And you just get, find the parts you need later at your leisure in your own garage. Maybe you just go to the Yamaha dealer and you buy like an FC10 or something. No, I'm, buying, I'm going to buy an EBR. I'm telling you right now. After riding one, I drank the Kool-Aid. If I could get someone to buy my Turbo Triumph, I would buy an SX tomorrow. <laughs> Joanne, you need a Turbo Triumph. Do you yes, want to you know would. what you did to it? No, I don't. I have the perfect bike. I'm good. Thanks. I, I bought it that way. What do you mean turbo? What does that mean? It means it's it turbo. a turbocharger. It's a, tur- it's a Triumph oh Sprint. With a turbocharger. Does it have like a stretch swing arm too? Like what No, else? What it other? looks completely stock. It uh-huh. is a, you have no idea what that bike is capable of. <laughs> it's okay, until I don't need it. I don't until need you, it. you're just looking at it, it looks like a stock bike. Okay, see that's where like me as a female differs very much so as like most of the males who ride out there. I don't give a shit, sorry. I just don't give two shakes about <laughs> turbo. I'm happy with my 100 horsepower. And we had a sprint. We actually had a 01 sprint for about two years. And that's what this a- is. It's a 2001. It's an yeah. 01 sprint. No, no, we got the newer version. You know, the man's got a speed triple he's in love with, and I got my street. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for thinking of me, though. <laughs> so, speaking of Triumph, though, so and, and shows, have you guys seen at the shows any of their new, new, old, old, new, new, old? I don't know. Oh, the what, new same, like, same bike slightly improved, but totally like the, looks old, yo. The Thruxton R kind of thing? The, the Thruxton R? The little street ace thing? Yeah. What? The Triumph, was Triumph at AIM? Mm, no. No. No, they weren't. Who the fuck was at AIM? Not a lot. They had uh, <laughs> Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, BMW. That wasn't even BMW. That was a local. Oh yeah, that was a local dealer, wasn't it? Street yeah. Car? BMW didn't even make it. BMW yeah. corporate had the demo ride outside, and I did okay. a ride, uh, yeah. not inside. And I kind of talked to them. And they were like, "We feel, which I agree with. We feel it's better to be out here actually having people test ride bikes." Hmm. And everyone that worked that uh, demo truck, un- different than you know all the other trucks, usually have local dealer people supporting them. These were all corporate factory people at the mm-hmm. demo. It well, was. I, I, Yamaha I did and see Kawasaki some have factory people doing their demos. It's yeah. usually their 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 though because their traveling show. Yeah, that's the same week and as like Toberfest, and there's a big BMW uh, Triumph dealer in Daytona that they might have been there doing it because I know okay. Ducati's done that there a couple times too. With it their- sounds like this year's M Expo was really 
scaled down. It's really funny because we got, you know, Spencer and I were talking to some people and the complaints we got from the vendors were there's not enough dealers from around the country here. There's just too many local dealers. Right. My wife's cousin's for Interstate Honda and Fort Collins. And he was complaining that they couldn't get anyone to talk to him, that they would go by, you know, manufacturers and people were kind of ignoring them and not really. It, it was really weird. We got this block mm. the vendors and the dealers. Joanne, stop stretching. Oh, sorry. My dog was like, looking, whining at me, and I wasn't sure what he was going to do. Sorry, just double-checking. <laughs> Punch your head off or something like that? Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to pee on my carpet, so I want to make sure you don't have to go outside. Anyway. Small man, just like uh, all mean, of you. The, the hurricane, the hurricane <laughs> didn't help AIM at all this year. Um, it really benefited Barbara the week before, but because um, oh. there, the, like, there was a lot of people who were going to AIM that ended up just not going to aim as far as uh, attendees going that ended up just going to barber. And a lot of people from Florida and that the whole East coast just kind of came in last minute. So, um, and, and that I did see a lot of triumphs, um, but you know, they're classically styled triumphs. You almost can't pick them up out of a lineup with the new ones because they look no different in some aspects. That's kind of the goal, I guess, right? Is that yeah. it totally looks like the old bike, but we swear it doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we swear, please, for your love of God, buy them. Yeah, the, the, the build offs that you saw there on the uh, some of the classic triumphs are pretty cool. Um, rat rods were kind of the hit this year at, at that show. Um, just to kind of throw that, you had a lot of uh, patina and things like that. Are the hipsters moving to rat rods? Is that happening? More of the custom designers are getting out of the fiberglass whatever they can buy that's cheap that's what they're going to buy and if that rat rod's the cheap thing right now i was more just yeah. in the moto gucci stornello i kept drooling on that thing the whole time <laughs> that was really cool uh, you know and I, I read it i wish they would have had a demo ride there i would have been all over that but the v if you look at the v9s kevin they're supposed to be their like sportster kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't really looked at any of their stuff um they had they were in the Piaggio booth, you know, with the Aprilia and Vespa and all that. And they had the two V nines there, the Bobber and the Roamer. And I don't know, I was kind of underwhelmed sitting on. Kind of weren't my yeah. Tri- triumphs are kind of like I like looking at them, but I'm I'm a larger guy, and to me, I'm like, oh, a little bitty bike, you know. Um, it's just that on nothing that I'd be comfortable. Nothing I'd be comfortable on. I mean, yeah, there's the Tigers and, and things like that, but when you come to these more classically style bikes, which is about all you're seeing. Um, and the Explorer to me is just extremely heavy. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, and I've got a Tenere and I'm saying that, so, I mean, it, it just, it just f- feels way more top heavy than it should be. And it is it's just, really top heavy actually. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's cover that real quick. So you're writing a Tenere. Yep. Uh, Todd's writing, uh, go ahead. Tell us about yours, Todd. The Rat Bag Strom or a Bandit with a sidecar. Okay, Steve, you've got the Multistrada, right? No, I got a KTM twelve ninety Super Adventure. Oh, okay. You sold the Multistrada for that? No, I had a Stelvio. Man, I am so wrong, bad at this. Never mind. Stelvio. Ted doesn't ride; he just uh, watches the bike in the garage. Shut up, man! No, I do ride. I have you. I got my uh, two thousand three Softail Heritage Classic with the complimentary squeak. Oh, that's getting fixed, man. That's getting fixed. <laughs> Joanne, like- what do you guys got? Oh wait, she's still out. She's uh, she's peeing the dog. She's peeing the dog. Peeing the dog. 
Could, she uh, mentioned what she had earlier, but I don't remember. It was. I think she was talking about an FC10. Well, that's what she wants to get. That's what she wants to get. Okay, I thought she had. Yeah. Okay, she I got an FC a, with like a number at the end. I have a Beulah season, uh, uh, the Triumph Sprint, and uh, a Euro. <laughs> why didn't you bring the? Why didn't you bring the Ulysses on the trip? Um, honestly, I was a little worried about the off-road part. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I was a little worried about you know staying upright. Uh-huh. I, f- I figured with the uh, the Euro, it'd be kind of easy mode on the off-road part. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I say that easy mode is a quote from someone else. What? Who's that? <laughs> Don't know. Must be. Someone. Gee, I wonder who else had a Euro right before me, Todd. Well, it's just, it, 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 your problem is the last time we were on a dirt road, the my Euro wasn't breaking down, and you were on your Ulysses, and at one point you were trying to be cautious, and I was on the Euro, so I went by you like I was standing still at the same speed I went on the highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. About 62. Yeah, yeah. Easy mode. That's what you said. It is. It's easy mode on the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it won't fall over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's running, the Euro will go impressive speeds on the dirt. You can get that thing going about the same speed as you can on the highway. You know, you hit the you hit the pavement. You're like, I'm not slowing down. God, I don't want to lose momentum. Are you crazy? I, I, I just think that whole thing was... It, the drive shaft thing wasn't indicative of the bike normally, though. It was, no, no, it, that's that was pretty unusual. No, Chuck's a, Ural by and large is a tank. That thing is is pretty yeah. damn good. The sidekick was not normal design and was probably not put on there real heavy duty anyway. Joanne's back, I think. Joanne. Sorry, the my little man, he needed me so. No worries. We were talking about what bikes we have, so that for <laughs> for, for reference and. It's your turn. Um, I have a 2012 Street Triple R, a Triumph. Ooh. Yeah, super light. I love it. I swapped out the dumpy stock exhaust for three and a half pound low mounted lightweight. And now she weighs like 395 wet. You got something different when you first got to Pennsylvania? I I did. I did. I bought an SV650, just a good old, reliable, inexpensive SV. And it was kind of terrible. I, uh, I just don't. I, I don't know. I just didn't appreciate it as much as my older SV. I had an S, and I really like the assertive riding positions. If I could, I'd be riding a Daytona, but my body just doesn't want me to ride like that. I can't ride 400 miles a day on a Daytona. So the Street Triple's been a really nice, um, really, really nice in-between because it still handles like a Daytona, but uh, it's comfortable. So I can do, you know, 2,000 miles in a week. Easy. Joanne, you right. on that. 1190 SX and fall in love with it. <laughs> I fell in love with this year, uh, an R1200R 2016 with a dynamic suspension. I really, really enjoyed that. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I hated those cylinders, though. I wanted to just chop them. I wanted to cut them off. Like, I these read are that fine IMT scrambler and thought the thing was really underwhelming. Like, mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Ted, yes, you can tip a Ural over, but it takes a little <laughs> bit of work. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Who did that? That isn't. <laughs> is that like a rock climb? Like, were they following Jeeps up a rock climb or something? And then they Probably. Blow they, like, hit a hole and <laughs> That post was from Mr. Cobb, who is infamous in the Ural circles. Yes. Nice, nice. 
what I was doing on, on there on that trip was would not have tipped me over. It would just <laughs> disintegrate my final drive into tiny pieces. Because <laughs> I am bad at writing. <laughs> no, come on. Todd? So, so what do we think Carol's going to have on the show this year? Is Carol still alive? I guess oh, God, are, are you kidding? What? They're selling tens of bikes. Hipsters yeah, know their like, bikes. Well, I, think I, I, I've been hearing overall that right now the industry's down. Like, bike yeah. sales are generally down right now. And, like, even Harley's going down and... What yeah, the school's mean? closing up shop for November. You know, we had cancellations all through October. There's definitely really? not a lot of people riding right now, or at least not a lot of people wanting to get trained in riding. So, well, it's, our season is, is sort of winding down. The, people, the fair weather True. riders are, are packing it away. We Dude, have it was frost. 75 on the today, though. Here it was 77. Almost. Yeah, we had, we had near 90, and I'm sure Steve had higher than that today. It's, it's, it's not bad. We got a cold front coming in this weekend. It's supposed to be in the 60s. Uh, who oh yeah, this weekend is going to be nice. Uh, I've already spent Wait, a lot who, of my times, but who lives in the coldest climate? Uh, so, um, Ted, is it me? I don't know. Well, I don't know, Joanne. I'm in Jersey, so I'm, I'm not. Oh, that's right. You're. We're. I guess we're kind of. Close. Did you ride today, Joanne? No, I drove the jeep. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> cool. I swear, oh. driving the jeep is almost as fun as riding my bike. It's. I love it. Well, who rode? Uh, I, I rode today. I rode. I rode. Uh, I dropped my Subi. Just about lost my fingers on the way in. I got to come up with better, better hand warming functions on the bandit. <laughs> it was a little chilly this morning. Yeah. It was, yeah. If you if you have nothing covering your hands and nothing covering your, it was bad this morning. I had the heated jacket all the way up. And my fingers were still like, we're leaving. Hope <laughs> you can break. Yeah, those things are they work fine. They're cheap. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I have a oh. Speaking of Oxford, uh, a a new set of heated grips came out today by Koso, K O S O, and they are the same. They're competitors to an Oxford, but no clunky controller on your dashboard. It's built into the hand grip Ooh, by your trick. thumb. Oh, just like the ones on my Harley. Oh, <laughs> or a BMW. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, or, or Yamaha. I mean, for that matter. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's a nice nice update and um, same price point. I like mounting big dumb science fiction switches to my no, my dashboard area that light no. up. I totally do. You no, should see I this drama. It's I awesome. I love the big toggle switches. <laughs> big honkers, uh, like with lights like, on the one straight from War Games in 1980. Ooh, ooh, with the flip tops and when I had a dashboard, yeah. But when you have no dashboard, no, there's no more dashboard now. It's just a little bar. That's the whole point of having a fairing, is so you can drill yeah, in so plastic holes and mount shit. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not an old lady yet, so Ted, back us up here. No, right, wait, wait, wait. You want to, you want to, you want to reassess that 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 statement? Yeah. What well, statement? Um, I'm not an old lady yet. Not yet. You were saying a little while ago you were you were old when, Older. when you were talking about the wads. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm sure. not, but I'm not a retired lady yet. I still have like <laughs> I don't know, ten years to go. That's why I just can't give this bike up yet. I'm like I'm not ready to retire and when i do then maybe i'll buy a bmw but still having too much fun on it hey whatever kevin where are you located at um tuscaloosa alabama oh oh you're close how far are you from modus uh they're in mobile minutes. have yeah, you been down was, there to, to uh, check them out yeah yeah i mean uh during barbara i went down there and visited with them um i'm gonna try to get lee uh on our show here in the next month or two just uh 
kind of let them get through the the riding season. Him he being such a a major uh, rider and just and just wanting to get out and enjoy some of this fall weather. I, I don't think I could track him down right now if I had to. So uh, I was going to kind of wait till the winter to to see if I can get in there and get an interview. Um, I was able to get in and towards their shop. Pretty cool place. Um, really really enjoyed the way they open up their doors and kind of just let you walk around and. Um, he introduced me to, to Mr. Barber himself, so I kind of had a uh, good time there. So nice, yeah. I mean, we're in northern Utah, so you know, how's the weather out there? Cold chilly. this morning. A little bit, a little chilly in the mornings. Define cold. Define cold. Twenty-seven. What? Ah, that's nothing. Gross. Oh no, no. I talk to me when it's about five out. It's not. It's not. It's nothing cold here. People talk about cold here, and if you grew up like near the Canadian border, this place is a joke for cold. Like it gets down to twenty, and they're like, "Oh, we're dying." I'm like, "Oh, you candy asses." I'm from San Diego, so anything below sixty is freezing. <laughs> That's right. When you're used to seventy-five, twenty is an adjustment. Come on. Oh, a little bit. A lot. Well, a big in Alabama, it's hot. You know. <laughs> I mean, Steve, what is it by you? So, like, today it was 88 degrees. Damn. Oh, my God. And now it's supposed to cool off, like, 15, 20 degrees in the next few days. But, uh, like, my wife was asking me, should we put away all the kids' summer clothes? And I was like, no, it's not 2017 yet. We're probably going to have one more snap, probably right around Christmas. So, it'll be like, hey, it's 69, 75 degrees during mm-hmm. Christmas. Turn the heat on. It was last yeah. year here in Philly. It was 75 on Christmas. It was awesome. See, I hate that. I like cold, <laughs> cold. <laughs> I don't think so. Getting back to AIM for a second, either you two guys come away really impressed with anything from this year's AIM? Uh, yeah, actually, Cyclops had some like, a really kind of neat thing in their booth, the, their Phoenix headlight. So if you're doing a build and you're going to replace the light in a 7-inch headlight bucket, Ooh. this all-encompassing uh, sealed beams got, you know, Two high beam, low beam, and a halo in it, all built in together, plug and play, ready to go. That was pretty neat. We did a video of it. Oh my god, I want it. Did you look on their website? Tom? Yeah, the Bandit's headlight is a joke. It's a seven inch bucket, and it like creates this. Fi- I think the instrument lights make more light. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, stuff that uh, Cardo introduced the Scalarider Pack Talk. Uh huh. Oh, it's not Scala anymore. It's the Pack Talk and the Smart Pack or whatever. Yeah, well, they're still looking at you know. Kevin is that it, different than the the Pack stuff they had last year? Yeah, there's there's two. Well, I don't know if they came out any up on top of the Smart Pack, but the Smart Pack is the top, and then Pack Talk, or sorry, Pack Talk is the top, and then Smart Pack is the one from the. Have you seen the Freecom, uh, Joanne? Yet they're, they just the, the name Freecom. Freecom by Cardo. Yeah, by Cardo. They they had Freecom one, two, and four. They're not they won't they'll officially be released in February. So here's what it was. Like Freecom one is just if you don't want to talk to anybody, you just want to listen to music and answer phone calls. That's it. So it's comes at a price point like somewhere around 150 bucks. Hmm. Freecom two is designed with intercom only, like a thirty foot range. So it's rider passenger. So that if that's all you're planning on doing, rider passenger, hmm. that's freecom two, and then four is like two double sets. So a group of two couples riding together, the bikes can talk to each other. <clears throat> and that's that's their newest thing. So ranging from like retail of 150 to 350. And then 
Pack Talk is the, the, the DMC technology on that thing is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Cena also had a, a 30K unit that they were showing in like under glass in prototype form. That competes with the Pack Talk. Yeah, to compete with yeah. that same yeah. technology. So DMC. Hopefully that'll yeah, be I actually better. did a. I actually did a show and have both interview both of those guys. Um, you guys can go out there and, and, and anybody watching this can go out there and listen to that. And both of them talk about it, you know, the, the new mesh that they're trying to use and, and, and pretty much the whole thing of it. And like I experienced at a barber, you know, Hey, we're riding with five of us. Um, somebody's not synced up to somebody else. And so you lose the back half of your group until they get in the right order and get back closer to somebody they could pair with. Um, the mesh kind of helps eliminate that where that one person may drop off, but as soon as they get closer um, in both of these companies, they'll, they'll just automatically pop back in. Uh, Technology is really neat. And then one of the, yeah. one thing that works really well on the pack talk is the app that, that they have. So if you ever played around with the app for Cena, it, it allows you to do the settings on the unit. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the Scala app, Actually, you can have it running, and it'll. You can make calls from it. You can change music. You can go back onto your radio, pick stations. So it's kind of like a dashboard for the unit itself. You don't need to have it, but it's an added extra feature. The other technology I thought was kind of cool was the the bridge technology for the DMC. So let's say that you're in a group of like eight riders, all into that DMC mesh, and then somebody comes along with a Bluetooth unit. You can bridge them into the DMC. Mm. So they're also talking to you too. We could have uh, used that. Well, let me ask you guys this question. Of all these units, how is the audio quality in your ears? Well, I'm going to say I'm, I'm complaining. It's horrible. It varies. It, it depends. The, the 20S has the best speakers I've ever heard out of a, out of a factory speaker system. Um, and I'm deaf on one side, uh, almost 80% and then 50% on the other. And I can listen to music while I'm going down the highway at 80, 80 miles okay. I can't listen to a podcast. Like I can't really pick out what they're saying, but music I can. Um, I can't of- listen to anyone's podcasts either. I hate them, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so your lame. own, you know, you really listen especially to the my own. Podcast, yeah. Well, also, you know, your sound quality is always affected by many other factors. So your helmet, how quiet is it? Your windscreen, do you even have one? Do you have a fairing? Yeah. Um, you know, how much space is between the neck roll and your neck? Are you, you know, wearing a helmet that has no seal around your neck to wear it? Now you're just getting air. Are you wearing earplugs because you have to, unless you're behind like a road king or something? There's so many things that you have to take into consideration because the same person or two people can have totally different experiences with the same 20S. Well, that's so good. Right? Well, I'm not really talking about that. I'm much as the quality of the speaker sound. For example, I have the uh, I've got a Cena set up, and myself mm-hmm. and my brothers, and not moving, just sitting still. Bike's not running. It sounds yeah. like it's coming from an AM radio. Well, you're you're. Have you tried? Which one do you have? Yeah, well, I've got the SMH10. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are very tiny. There's almost no no bottom end in those at all. And the um, ten is. A really old unit too. Yeah, the the 20s's are better. The mm-hmm. 30k is, I think, I think that's what it is. Uh, that's supposed to be even better. Yeah. At the Cardo booth, they were like allowing you like put on these special headphones that that had those the speakers that come with the unit supposedly in them. Yeah. I didn't do that just because I'm like you know how many hundreds of people have put this on their heads and <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm kind of like 
yeah, I doubt these guys are really cleaning these. And, you know, wow. just, you know, that's, that's me. But um, Did uh, Cena have any concrete info about their smart helmet? Uh, that's yeah, and next be, year, right? Yeah, it's coming out next year, I think. They had a version, too, that they were showing a prototype with a camera in it as well. And they, but they, see, that, none of the helmets use that new mesh technology either. No, right. It's uh, just, so, that's lame. Really? Yeah, it's kind of a... Well, how many people are riding with eight or ten people and really need that? Personally, I, I would never I, I will never ride in a group like that and never need those features ever because it's just not the kind of riding I do. And I don't think it's as common. And most people just want the basic stuff because I'll tell you, eight out nine out of ten people who come in the store and want a headset, they just want to talk to their buddy, they want to talk to their wife or their partner, they want to use their phone, and they don't want to talk to eight people. That's why I think these free comms are going to be really popular because it, you're talking about that market specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're a little overpriced for what they're trying to do, and you can go and buy a, a older 20s pair for probably the same once the 30k hits yep. um they probably need to drop it i would say 50 dollars per set would would they, be they end up being that way you know they were just kind of talking about a february launch <laughs> mm-hmm. pricing it's not even on their website yet so you're right the they 30K, drop it. i think you know you know a month ago i would have said i will never need to talk to eight people at once um but hearing about the mesh thing, because when we did our ride, we were expecting the Wheel Nerds ride would be like three people, like us, and like one other person shows up. Um, we had eight freaking people on that ride. Um, and at various times, I was party-lined with Chuck and Jen on the Ural, but I couldn't get Logan in. I could talk to him or I could talk to them, and it was really mm-hmm. frustrating as hell. So the, mm-hmm. the whole, like, just join the mesh and do it, that sounds badass. Mm-hmm. And if you can hold a bunch of people, then it's the one time you need it, you're totally glad you have it because it's well, cool it, as crap. It's a match with everybody having the exact same thing, or uh, you're, you're doing the dual band of, hey, I want to, you know, uh, yeah, the I, I'm going to be the phone. So, so you know, and you're having to kind of work them into the mesh. Mm. You know, I, I, that's where I'm skeptical. Uh, skeptical is yeah. we have four people that have a, a, a common brand, and now we're having to bridge in four other people, one per person. Yeah. Yeah, it but, probably won't know, work for those people, right? It's only going to work if you have a likely DNC headset. They will. Well, you can bridge them in, Joanne. They, it's part of their technology. We, hmm. so we found this out to, in a painful way on the first ride up the drop. <laughs> we absolutely, I could not pair with one of the riders at all, no matter what we tried. Hmm. I was only paired with Spencer and another guy. So if, if Spencer got out of range for me, I couldn't talk to him. And I couldn't talk to the guy that was riding next to me because I was paired with Spencer and I was paired with Spencer and I couldn't get with the DMC that would have eliminated all that. And I, and you know, the local sure. group here, they switched in mass from using, you know, like CDs to like uh, Kenwood radios all to Cena 20 S's. So everybody in this group of like 30 people have 20 S's and, you know, you're probably not going to see that group switch to Pack Talk, but maybe they will go to 30Ks or that new technology when it comes out because it is kind of a pain in the ass if the person you're paired with doesn't show up that day. Or is riding a Ural and goes really slow and you outrun them because you're going at the, uh, we're going to say the posted limit. But, but, I mean, but no, what? No, what? No. <laughs> I, I usually ride by myself. I mean, that that's just, my, my, I sometimes ride with my neighbor, but I'm usually by myself. You ride on but your However, neighbor? when the, the loud, pipes guys came down um it 
it was nice to be able to, for us all to be able to chat and especially when we were riding out with the Modus group to be able to catch up to each other and know what the traffic flow is. Cause we kind of got spread out there on that, that ride out there and not everybody knew where they were going. So, you know, it's nice to be able to, to be able to have these large groups when you need to, but I don't want to say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to buy to where I can have four people. And if I have a fifth, well, SOL dude, mm. you know, yeah, you, you kind of don't really think about the communications until like the opportunity lands on you. And then totally. it's, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is so cool that we can talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you guys have any experience with the Uclear products? Uclear. No. Uclear. Mm-hmm. I've always been a Cena, diehard Cena. Yeah, I know a lot of people like them, uh, honestly, because mm-hmm. you used to be able to get them from, um, was it Cycle Gear? That was what Cycle Gear carried almost exclusively for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've, I've never used them. Well, I met a couple up at the Americade, and they were raving about it. They said that the uh, microphones, you didn't, it wasn't like a microphone in front of you. It went along the... It's micless. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Really, they said it was really amazing. They're pricey. I think they're a little more pricey than uh, the Cena's. Yeah, it uses bone conduction, and I, I use that in my other life a lot. So <laughs> I work in my real job. Bone. <laughs> bone conduction, yeah. Calm down now, boys. Uh, Have any of you seen the the Cena Freewire unit, which is supposed to connect the Harley and Goldwing systems fully wirelessly? So you can actually use your CB radio on your wing or your Harley with your headset two way channel. Yeah, so they've kind of been making that for the Kenwood radios, you know, like the. What do they call that, Joanne, that license on, um, it's not a CB and it's not commercial band. It's no. Oh, a family band or something like that. They've had FRS. That FRS, family radio system, right? Well, all I know is this is supposed to bridge the gap so you can use your Harley system fully and completely with your headset. Now at last I can talk to truckers from my Harley. Exactly. Without, <laughs> without right. You can, and you just have to buy a cable. Adapter for your wing or your Harley, but if it's available, like it's on Revzilla right now too. Hey, do you truckers need someone to do your taxes? <laughs> hey, hey, I guess. <laughs> Anyone got a hurt too? <laughs> need a root canal? <laughs> Pull on over. Well, I, I will say since we're talking about Cena, the um, I, I'm glad to see that they have actually started uh, with all the cameras and things like that that they've been doing. Their app will actually have Wi-Fi support to where you can actually like pre-aim and and figure out what view you're getting from your camera without you know mm. like looking at the camera or taking a mm. test roll and trying it again. You know, uh, I was kind of surprised when they came out with the products that that wasn't already included because it it was already standard place with everybody else by that time. So they're kind of catching up in that aspect. As long as they put a way to turn it off, because that thing kills battery quick on a GoPro. Turn the Wi-Fi on and it's the GoPro battery. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could turn it off from the app. um, If I remember what she was telling me. Yeah. Did you see the new camera too? The, the, the 10 C slimmed down. They, they made the thing a lot smaller. Yeah. Size of a 20 S actually. Um, yeah, it it, it looks it looks nice and compact. Um, if if I get a helmet camera, that's probably what I would end up going with. Um, I don't know, just the GoPros. I, I wish they kind of changed their their profile a little bit to where they had a an alternative to what they currently have, just where I can turn it sideways. 
become friends with the dorky block. You love the dorky block. Sony has <laughs> sort of a, a side profile camera that I have, the Sony Action Cam, I think they call it. Yeah. It's Sony and Drift have one, but I don't know if Drift's really doing that well. They haven't I haven't heard anything from them in a while, so What's your name, Nick? Oh, Tom Tom sent me their uh Tom Tom sent me their new uh, Bandit Action Camera demo. And uh it's a it's a tube about maybe wait, hey, wait, where is it? Here it is. There it is. They sent me that thing. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah is that not a Sony? Isn't it the same as a Sony? I don't know. I haven't seen this on it, but it, yeah, it's small. it's similar. Yeah, it's similar. Uh, yeah, in the box. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not smaller. To be perfectly honest, well, it's, it's, here's the case it's for my Sony USB. Gives you an idea what the shape of. Oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah. smaller than that. Actually, here it is. This is the, smaller than yours. Yeah. Okay. That's uh. Actually, well, let's see. Hold. Oh, look. Is that the battery? No, what is that? USB? This is USB storage. Oh, nice. The storage, yeah. And you just put the uh, micro chip, the micro uh, SD right there, and you're all set. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey, this is a GoPro HD back when HD was cool and new. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got that one. all that right now. It's unkillable. Oh, I know. I like the tiny little Hero 5 that came out. It's like a little cube. Oh, it's adorable. It's $2.99. The session? Y- yeah. yeah They're really proud of it. So tiny. They, did you see they came out with a drone? I was all excited because they're like, oh, you can do all this it's action with the drone. It's a whole oh, kit. Oh, yeah, it's a whole kit. About it. so, yeah. uh, we, we were, I was like really excited to see that at AIM because, you know, GoPro's there and they got mm-hmm. a good food. And we, had a, we had a Phantom 4 when we went on the first ride of the Divide trip. And by the way, the aerial footage from the Phantom was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. The trouble, the trouble I found, though, is that I, I went looking at it. I'm like, oh, boy, I can follow the bike. And it's like top speed at 35 miles an hour. I'm like, so first. <laughs> Without a crosswind. It's not, it's not bad, though, when you're riding like in the mountains like we were. You didn't really. It, it was easier to do than you thought. You know, like you didn't really want to haul butt. I, I remember that one stretch where we all stopped and we were trying to do the, the follow cam with the drone. And I think I was the only one that went slow enough for the drone to keep the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Chuck. Good for you, buddy. I, I maintained a pretty slow speed some of the, some of the time too for that. But well, every rider that went, Spencer's screaming, "You got to go slower!" Right. Spencer's it, like, "Just try to walk the bike if you can. Just just do that." There's some time where we had the thing coming over the top of the mountain and like watch, you know, coming past us and would fly over us. But anyway, so we were like on this when they introduced the karma, we were chatting back and forth. Cause if you, you haven't seen it, the, the actual gimbal pops out and it can go on a grip, you know, and it, it's pretty slick, pretty cool. So we go over to the booth. Spencer was having a, now he, he flowed this, flew this drone pretty much the whole time. And we had it mounted on the back of Jared's bike in a case. Well, I go over to the, the GoPro booth and they got one sitting in the case there. And I'm like, Hey, can I, you know, you got one you can fondle, you know, and the guy's <laughs> No, it's under glass, and you can't touch it, and uh, it's not console. not actually working. Yeah, and I said, well, you know, I'm kind of concerned because I haven't read anything about like a follow me mode or obstacle avoidance. The guy goes, it doesn't. They don't do that. He goes, that's just marketing hype. I go, what? He's like, yeah, they can't really follow you. That's they, they don't really do that, and there's no such thing as obstacle avoidance. So I'm kind of like looking at the guy because I know nothing about these things. So I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> 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 Bring over the drone pilot. And all of a sudden, the guy's like, "Yeah, the drone pilot comes over, and the guy's like, 
like looking at his phone, like not ignoring Spencer. When Spencer's like, they absolutely do follow me and do this and do that. And the guy goes, well, I don't really know much about drones anyway. He kind of walked away from us. Oh, gee. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's the dude they had manning the booth. Yeah. That's good cool. job. Well, go, go, oh, pro. Man. Go there, go there on a Sunday because I interviewed somebody. And the only reason I kept doing the interview is because he was just completely plastered. And I was having a good time oh right before God. I left. I mean, he was, he was, he was nailed. I mean, just, I don't even remember what the product was. I just was having fun just, just talking to him. Three um, sheets to the wind. <laughs> I mean, he, he was gone. And, and, and if you are ever wanting to get content, go during the media days because about Friday at three o'clock, apparently every other media guy that can actually talk to you or wants to talk to you, they, they head out. They don't stay for the last few days unless it's a smaller company and they're talking to the owner. Um, learn that the hard way. Yeah, the media it, IMS is different with the way they do their media day than AIM. AIM sets aside the whole day before to show it as a media day. Um, IMS just has the first half of Friday as the media time, and then they open the show at three p.m. to the general public. Two days, Thursday and Friday was on. Two days, yeah. AIM. If you're going to like a second thought. You, you keep away from, I mean, if, unless you wanted to spend a day interviewing like just regular people that are at the show, but it's really productive to go mm-hmm. media days. It's kind of harder at the IMS Long Beach, I remember, because during that morning section where that's supposed to be media time, everyone's busy setting up. You know, Tour Tech is building their castle catalog until 3 p.m. Yeah. So they, they don't have, have a whole lot of time. They have like all the catalog. To this day, they're not okay. as cool as Revzilla, Joanne. They, they, well, they... no one's as cool as Revzilla. Come on, uh, no one's as hip as Revzilla. Let's be honest, Joanne. You are seconds <laughs> away from buying yourself a hipster uh, bike. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's me. I'm all over that bobber or whatever. Thing. She'll, she'll um, go from the you'll go from the street triple R to a Thruxton R. Mm-hmm. You know, that Thruxton R. Is pretty sweet. I sat See? on it. <laughs> See? But, but, you didn't hear my butt. It weighs a fucking ton. It's like 560 pounds. Well, you know what you could do is Hell get the no. angle grinder and you could grind <laughs> off the fenders. Uh-huh. No. Stick with me here. You know, I think there's a podcast you could learn about that from. I'm trying no, to it's called. Thanks. No, no. Think about restaurants. No, I'm going to pass. No. No. And that's the other reason I'm like not going to, I probably won't upgrade for a while because I just love the lightweight, the lightweight bike that I have. And there's really nothing else out there that can be no. that weight and do the what I need to virus do. Is a slow virus, Joanne. Yeah, it it, it know, will catch you know. up to you. I'm not ready to put on my fake riding boots and fake leather jacket. I'm not ready we'll yet. Hey, I have a legit question for you guys because I actually need to go in a little bit. I want your, your uh, microphone recommendations because as I told you, I sit in a closet and it's great because it's quiet, but sometimes I don't want to go in there because it's really hot. So I want a better mic that I can use maybe in a more open space that you think that would be decent. It's more the space than the mic. Yep. Yeah. Think. yeah. So it doesn't matter how fancy my mic is. It does, if well, the space is. Well, it's the type of mic. I mean, there, there's, there's different types of mics. You know, some mics, uh, was it dynamic mics? They, they capture every sound in the entire room. You know, right. they're made to do that. Right. And, there's other mics that are more directional. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've got a Heil PR40. You know the cliche microphone from podcasters. Okay. Uh, and it, it works really well. If I move away from it, my voice fades, and it sounds like I'm going down a long dark tunnel. Um, I started off with a blue 
something or another. What is what is this thing? Same with, one of these big things. And snowball. Yeah, no, this isn't a snowball. This is Yeti. 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 Okay. Okay. And it the sound quality wasn't as good. Um, and uh, but if I moved around, you couldn't tell. I mean, it, it just picked it up. If I, I had to get way okay. away for from it for it to do that kind of okay. um, device, so that that's what I've used. Um, I don't know about these other guys. I also when I um, when I'm out and about, I use the Audio Technica um, twenty one hundred. Yeah, I got a couple of those. Those things are great. That, yeah, these, these things are great. Kevin, well, because sorry, Kevin, I noticed that in your room, you don't you're not in a small room. You're in a big room. No, this is this is the bottom half of my house. I mean, this this right. is this is literally half my house. It's in the basement. The kids sleep above me, and I mean that's why I said though I had to I do have to kind of tell them, hey, quit jumping on the floors and stuff because it sounds like I'm in a bass drum. <laughs> um, so usually when I'm recording, I try to keep them calm or in bed or something. But uh, yeah. um, for the most part, yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just in my room, and you know I have to get close to the mic. The thing about the the high, though, is is you have to really turn up your your gain to get all that audio out of it. My gain totally turned up on on this mic and my board. So yeah, booster, I got an Electro Voice RE three twenty, which is kind of like a PR forty, but it's a little less money. And and I've actually got a line booster in line with because it's the same thing. You got to have a lot of gain to run these things, and they mm-hmm. got to run on phantom power. So whatever your whatever interface, I think you don't you have um, Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, you, you've got phantom power on there, but the the booster is I'll send you the link for the one I use. It's a guy out of the UK and they're on eBay and they're pretty inexpensive compared to like the snow. Yeah, I, I also need to spend less than a couple hundred bucks. Like maybe two hundred cap. Like I'm not ready to throw down like six hundred dollars for my phone. I would get the the, the, the Audio Technica ATs like Kevin. Oh yeah, this is eighty five bucks. This is eighty five bucks. Oh really? Yeah. I mean crash users and they're great. Yeah, I mean okay. you get a get a Get some kind email? of yeah, wind or, or sure. buff on it. You're fine. I have that. I have my little wind thingy. Will you? Yeah, Kevin. Will you email me what that is? Sure. What the hell is that, Ted? That's the old school, or is that something? Yes, that's do, 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 do. Wow, so pretty. That's my SM55. I used this for for gigs for a long time. In fact, even in earlier days of the, the podcast, I was using this. This thing will pick up a fly fart from a thousand. I don't want. I don't need that. <laughs> what do you use now? This, this uh, it's like it's an Enogear um, cardio mic. It's a you know, and the thing is, it needs phantom power. Hmm. It's, it's a great mic, you know. I, I like, it. but this one here, the the, uh, the SM55. Uh huh. Dog. What? What? Chuck and I are trying to communicate here because you're talking about phantom power, and I'm like, what the fuck is phantom power? You're the one that's supposed to know all this. I know. I wasn't paying. I was drunk in film school. You're the one that's always like this, this, the X, Y, look, blankets and shit. Hey, and that's, and that, I tell you, the thing you learn in film school is you can use a really shitty, the first, the half of Wheel Nerds is recorded on a shitbag $30 Amazon USB mic, but I know how to make a room be really dead sound. With blankets. So what the fuck is phantom power? <laughs> is that just a USB power? No, it's power from the line into the mic to power the driver in the mic. So. It, it, it's basically when you don't need a, a separate power cable or a USB cord. Mm. Right. My, my oh, and I also power. prefer an XLR microphone if possible. Well, the ATR does both. It's got USB oh, really? and XLR. Okay, yeah, I definitely want that email. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm sending you a... Um, awesome. L- long ago when the world was Amazon young, and yeah. there were analog things on everything, and everybody here but me <laughs> was picking microphones. <laughs> See, I'm using a Radio Shack mic. This is like my husband's microphone from, I think, college when he, or high school even, when he played in a band, I think. I don't know. It's yeah, old. So, so you can go with a fancy mic, or you can do the dead in the space you're in with blankets, which is, you know, the film. No, I got my closet. On the closet which, <laughs> oh, that's that. It's not my closet, but it's in the summer. It's like a thousand degrees in there because there's no air conditioning in my closet. So I check, just, check the check the group chat. Seriously, you show in the closet? What? You seriously is going yes. to? A, do you really it, into my clothing closet? Yeah, it's about three, maybe three feet wide by like seven, six feet long, and it's actually perfect because it's like a tiny little studio, and it it this it kills the echo, and yeah, but yeah. it's really small and narrow, and I put my laptop on the shelf, um, right at the end of the closet and between my clothes, and it, it works great. It's just yeah. it gets so warm in there in the summer, and I'm mm. dying. Half Throttle used to just throw a blanket over his head when he was that, doing his uh, narration voiceover that stuff. That would make me sweat too, right? Big blanket. I, so. I, I know two guys that they they did a uh, podcast in their in their minivan. <laughs> they would go up to the minivan to do the recording. I, it, Joanne, check the link I put in there. That's an okay. Amazon uh, link to that mic, so that Thank should help you. you out. Perfect. We we just have a Samson Meteor mic with, with a uh, this is great. Yeah. Thank you. We we have a unique problem though is that we have we have two of us in the studio at a time. We're not individually mic'd. Uh because we don't have a mixer. Um, Look at the scarlet. Get it. You'll love it. Well the the, the, the yeah, so we we could do that and then You know what? We just have that, a mixer in that shit. box. Yeah, it's an XLR mixer. Yeah, so we need an XLR mic. XLR is the three-pronged jobby from long ago, days of yore. That's what they're all using because they're cool audiophiles. They also have these old speakers from the 60s they like. And records sound better. Oh, my God. Come on. This card is only $99 on Amazon. You want Records this. do sound better. Oh, yeah. It's too old. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your recommendation. Super helpful. I'm going to go no definitely go buy a mic. Yeah. Get Scarlet. Ooh, a mixer board I can play with. Ooh, this is fun. It's great. It's got the two XLR. You can, you know, control your levels. And if you're on a Mac, you can use GarageBand. It's great. Didn't you guys have like a line on like an old MX50 with the with the fader bar? Because that would be sweet. I think my when I first started doing our recordings, which are really awful. Sorry, listeners, if you listened to our early recordings, they were terrible. We've all been and, um, yeah. So like on the twelfth one or fourteenth one, my husband whipped out his. Ancient mixer. I don't want to hear anymore. High school. (laughs) (laughs) And it was better. But this changed everything. The scarlet changed everything. It just really elevated everything. Highly recommend. Highly. I was thinking for the IMS show of picking up uh, a a set of those lavalier mics to use for interviewing people at the show. You want countryman. Countryman. Yeah, countryman, lavalier. They're like. They're like little wires. It's like when yeah. you see people wear like it looks like a bobby pin. They're tiny and they're yeah. awesome. They're great. I was gonna pick up a set of eye rigs. <laughs> I got one. Well, I guess if you're poor, then you don't want to do a country man. They are expensive, but um, highly recommend. I am super poor. Oh, I pay child support. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Sorry, Chuck. Okay. That was a nice looking mic. I like that. The country man. That's nice. 
It's really mm. great. My husband used to do short films with his friends back in San Francisco, and uh, they pretty much use the country man. 420 bucks for that thing. Well, it's because yeah. it's, it's tiny, and you can just hide it, and it doesn't look like you're wearing a mic, but you get really, really good sound for such a small cool. little mic. Yeah. You know, the road reporter that I use is one of these mics where you can put it down like chest level between two people and it picks up everything. Nice. It's and it looks yeah. like a reporter's mic, you know. Yeah, that's why I keep that blue just in case I ever want to do a an actual round table like around a table. So. Steven, will you post that link to the uh recorder you just mentioned in the group chat? He might not be able to hear us at the moment. Oh. He took his headphones off. I think he's looking for it. He's ransacking a bag. What's he doing? Looks homeless. What's he doing? (laughs) He's going to ask you for some change. (laughs) You got that KTM, you know. You got some change? Hey, I got got something here in this bag. So I have $5, $2. Hey, honey, bring me that that thing. Where's my thing? Okay. Hey. This would be two dollars. Hey, I'm gonna show it to you in a sec here. I'm gonna pull it out here. Hold on. This is take it's Okay, right I think here. that's my cue. No, I actually have to get. Um lovely talking to you fellas. Look forward to hearing this whenever it goes up live. And um I hope you Thanks guys have for a joining really great us. Night. Thanks for coming on, Joanne. Yo, oh, th- it was my pleasure. You wanna plug your podcast real quick for anyone who isn't familiar with it? Yeah, please. Um, we're a little bit on hi- hiatus right now until next week. Uh Motorific, so motorific.com. And it's me and Christy Farrell, uh, ADV Goddess on Twitter. And uh, we try to record bi-weekly now. But we had some vacations. You know, we're traveling. We're having fun. So we'll be back online hopefully next week. Do you know if Christy's going to Long Beach? She probably will. I mean, she's down there. She most very likely will. But I need to to find out. I'm not sure. Okay. Most likely. Yeah. We'll have a great time there. Have a great time at the IMS in New York. And I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. See you, Jones. Thanks. Bye. What do you guys think I should be trying to look up at uh, IMS? Uh, hmm. Maybe accessories or a bike spirit? Besides EBR. Because the (laughs) sense I was getting from AIM listening to you guys talk is there wasn't really anything exciting motorcycle-wise. It was all Farkle-wise. Farkle maybe, but motorcycle-wise, I'm hoping that Triumph is going to be there with their uh, new bobber. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of cool looking, actually. Um, That's a really badass bike. Do they do demo rides at Long Beach IMS? I don't recall. I think they do, but I, I'm... If you can I get a remember. You can get a ride on the DCT Africa Twin. I'd love to hear what you think about that, because the DCT on the NC700X was horrible. But they say the one on the Africa Twin is completely different, and that it's really... Great off road, but if you could, because uh, they they didn't have any demos at uh, at AIM this year, but if they do, Chuck, if you can ride that. Well, they did have it on the. Um, I mean, they kind of had it on a well, a little system where you can you can yes. you know, rev the engine and 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 just you know what? take the throw. Yeah, they they had it on a. I think they did with the, 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 they had the, the Harley Davidson live wire, Chuck. They had it like on rollers. Yeah, the, the the pretend to ride thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm sorry, but the the sound that it was making, that was making. I mean, the whine coming from the motor and from something else on the roller just was horrendous. 
And I think it gave the impression to everybody else there that that's not a bike they want to ride. I mean, just from listening to it, it was kind of like, man, that sounds like crap. <laughs> a lot of people were saying that as they were walking by. And, and most of the sound probably was the roller spinning and not the actual motor. But that that's kind of the, when people, I mean, you just hear the comments, that's what I was getting from it. The, ro- the rollers are really loud because they had them on that Harley live wire and that thing doesn't make any noise, you know? So, um, I don't know everybody that I've talked to that's ridden the DCT Africa twins liked it a lot. Um, but I'm, I, that's one of the things, the reason I went was to be able to ride one and they, they just didn't have it. It was really kind of lame, honestly. It sounds a lot less cool than last year's. Yeah, there wasn't even that vibe. Last year, how, you know, it was kind of like exciting. There was a lot of new stuff. And this, and I think it might have been a combination, like Kevin said, of the hurricane. They were saying that there was very, very little um, accommodations in Daytona. So they were saying that Biketoberfest had uh, attendance down. I think people at the last minute, now that I think about it, there was a lot of areas where there was seating, like just stuck in there, like there should have been a booth. You know, like, I oh, talked yeah, a lot, to a lot of empty booths. A lot some of empty booths. Some of the companies I talked to this year said they weren't going to aim because of costs. Hmm. So I don't know if aim increased their costs to the, to the exhibitors or if it was just kind of a down year all around. Well, I think also if you look at it as, hey, next year it may be coming closer to a, a large portion of the country. Let's just not go this year. Plus, you know, hey, this hurricane comes through. That's just even more incentive to to not go. So it was so uncertain whether or not you would be able to have a hotel room or have water. I mean, I don't know about you, Steve, but the the water that I was drinking for the first week that I was down there tasted hor- horrendous from all the extra chemicals they had put into it because of all the flooding they had. Um, yeah, and, and, and there was a lot of issues with with things like that going on there. Um, so I, I think a lot of people just kind of backed out and are waiting to go to the next two years because really, I don't think, I think Ohio will be big, but I think Vegas is going to be the one that's going to be the off the charts one to go to just because it's Vegas and everybody wants to go to Vegas. I think we're going to skip the, we'll skip the, uh, the one in Columbus and, and Vegas, but cause I want, I want to be able to do like Barber again. And what are you laughing at? Chuck? That look on Todd's face. <laughs> no doubt. No, no. He's probably watching porn or something. No, it's a show I can go to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> as soon as he said Vegas, he's like. Vegas is not even like a whole day from here. And Chuck will get a, uh, you know, Chuck can get a, get your get your timeshare thing. Oh, yeah. I got, thing. I, yeah, like, get it hooked up. same thing we did in Orlando. We just, yeah, get we, the, get, we get as many, as many, as many dirtbag podcasters with sleeping bags stuffed into there as we can. Um, Probably Spencer too for that. So yeah, because that's way closer to Spencer. So yeah. Yeah. well, Steve, if you come up to Barbara, man, let me know. We'll hook, we'll uh, we'll get together and do some riding. We uh, I I kind of you know I was going to go to Overland Expo and then Sunday I was going to be at Barber, but because of my real job, I got called into the emergency operations center and couldn't go. I had to cancel my trip. Um, yeah, definitely next year I'll be at Barber for sure. We we have a big group down here, the, the Vintage Iron Club of Palm Beach, and they do the Ace Corner thing, and we're friends with the guys from Ace Cafe, and it, it's kind of a really fun time at Barber. Has Ace yeah. Cafe opened yet? No. no. I talked to Steve Glum about it when I was there. You know what was really cool? I got to meet Freddie Spencer, though. That was the one highlight of the whole thing. I met Freddie cool. Spencer and talked to him for a while. At the, when, when are they going to open? He says they're shooting again for December, January. So I'll, that's I'll, what they said last year, wasn't it? Any second now. 
just yeah. one more, just, just, to, just. Yeah, I, I spoke to him too, and 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 got a little bit of a audio bit from him, and and both that barber and at uh, Aim, he was very adamant that next year around this this time they should be open. In the time I've heard them saying they were about to open, I've been to the Ace Cafe in London now. <laughs> <laughs> I walk there by now, right? <laughs> I had to take some trains. I got lost, and I don't know what's going on. They, they've had problems with the city. They've had problems with renovations. I think maybe there's some money issues too. I, I don't know, but I, you know, Steve was confident that they're going to be open. You should come to Overland Expo West, and you know, we could all. I, mean, I might because me and Crash went out there two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I got that's something Todd could go to too. Mm-hmm. With a little forewarning, absolutely. Unfortunately, we know what it is. The only thing is, Chris doesn't know where he's going to be after this school. He's in. He's he's changing jobs in the Navy. He's going mm-hmm. to be a rescue swimmer, and he doesn't know where he's. He might end up getting stationed on the fleet. You know, like he's he's hoping for Japan actually. Oh, that would be cool. But uh, that would be, that would make the podcast a little harder. Yeah, I mean, I think we could do it without doing the hangout on air thing. Yeah. You know. We could find another way of doing it. And that yeah. whole hang out on air thing's really changing too. Oh uh, God, it's very confusing to me. I I screwed up we lost one of our interviews because I couldn't figure out the hangout. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're gonna have to buy a video encoder and, and do it that way. But I don't even know if this is recording. It should this should be because this this should be recording. I'll tell you right now if it is. I'll go to the YouTube channel. It should be going uh, to YouTube. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's recording, but it is broadcasting. I've got a couple of listeners tell me that they're watching this, so I know. I'm sorry. We are so sorry. I've got a recording on Audacity. Yeah, I'm sure they really are enjoying. They enjoyed the the podcast tech section that yeah. that we had. My, you know, the funny thing is, we crashed. actually got a lot of listeners who asked us about that. <laughs> There's oh, a reason yeah. to put that in the topic list. Is list because I mean, let's be honest. Who here did not start their podcast because they listened to some other podcast and they're like, you know. I could do that. I can do better now. Those guys suck. Shit. Mm. All they do is giggle like schoolgirls. Those asshole. Heard that a lot about you guys. They hate cruisers. They hate cruisers and they giggle like schoolgirls. I need to make a cruiser podcast instead. Yeah. Didn't say that. But I'll keep the giggling because that's cool. (laughs) Tenth grade schoolgirls. Let me add some sound effects. Hey, I added some sound effects to our last one. We popped our game. Now there's sound effects. We had music and stuff. Yeah, I did. Don't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. The bass drop was hilarious. (laughs) I did have someone tell me today that that the part in our podcast, in our last episode where I cut in the the Mad Max soundbite, they started laughing out loud in the line at a pharmacy. And the little (laughs) old lady thought they were being laughed at. (laughs) (laughs) I almost crashed my truck when I was listening to the, the gravy hose thing. And then I was singing the, <laughs> the, the dick song. Dick. The dick song. <laughs> I was singing the dick song all day the other day. <laughs> so it's always gratifying, you know, and I'm, I'm sure we've all, we've all had the one where the one listener is like, you know the part when you did that? And you're like thinking it's something totally innocuous. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, I almost died. <laughs> I was late for work. <laughs> Actually, no. commenting on this video right now, I can. No, I got the dick song in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? Please tell me that's not how we're going to have to close this particular. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we should all do. A, we should do a group sing along of that. <laughs> <laughs> so immature. 
<laughs> no, yeah, it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's, what, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, I'm actually I'm, curious for predictions this year. Cause we got the, I'm going to get arrested at IMS for fun. <laughs> I'm calling that right now. I'm getting from, escorted from out of that show. I'm getting tased. <laughs> you're, you're, there will be a don't tase me, bro, video on the internet of me. Right <laughs> or, or if not, Eric Buell is there. What? If Eric Buell is there, yeah, or if Eric Buell is not there. which, which Oh, is, if Eric Buell's not there. Way. Tased. <laughs> Bring me Eric. <laughs> Where's the AX? I want to ride it. I I will be escorted out of the EBR booth. That's by police. I don't know if they're going to be in. They'll be there. With t- they say they're going to be there. They, oh, they're going to be there. They say Eric's going to be there, and they're going to be talking about something new. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so the Miami show. Big surprise. It was such a failure. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see some of the less fringe manufacturers start putting airbags in their jackets and stuff. That's the one I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of waiting and watching because it feels like it's coming. Like it's too good not to. You know, first gear or Joe Rocket or Dionysus coming out with a lot of stuff. Uh, And I really think that um Climb and Revit will be your your best bets to get mm. uh, either a partnership with Helite or, or something like that or, or come up with their own home rolled solution to that. Someone um, does have a partnership with Helite now. Who? Because the stuff that Helite's making, like we we tried their leather jacket, which was really, really nice, but they're, it's branded Helite. Yeah. They're, it was at last year's AIM. Yeah, well, they brought one down for the uh, – um, Nicole came out. She flew out for the the vintage festival that we had last February. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of demos and did a bunch of shots. And that the leather jacket was great. Looks really good and it worked good. It is heavy as anything. Who okay. was the outfit that was doing the gloves with the the two in one gloves? That was uh, held. Hell, okay. I think they're the ones that had Helite stuff in their jackets. <sighs> well, I tell you, it would make a lot of or sense. Was it, it was in the same booth as the held guys. No, because it was Shoeberth and Helm together. Oh, it might have been Shoeberth then. Because somebody had Helite stuff already in their jackets, and Nicole was kind of talking a little bit about that. I think it was Held, actually. I think it okay. was. They, like, Kevin said something that makes a lot of sense, especially like today I wore my, my Helite vest back from work, but I tried to have a backpack over it. And it's just it's not conducive to that. If they would actually make that vest and the configuration like climbs – Climb makes a vest that's got um, like water in the back and pockets for like adventure or off-road riding. That would be the perfect thing. So they actually build that thing to look more like, you know, an adventure style vest with water and stuff in it, a bladder. Um, That'd be great. It it only makes sense to me that they would partner with more people to have the product. We lost Todd. Yeah. Um, Maybe it might've been a connection thing. I don't think he had a hard stop. Looking out, but uh, but as far as I also think you're going to start to see helmets that in the neck roll are going to have a downward angled airbag as well. Oh yeah, uh, to where and and these things would work in conjunction with whatever you have. But if you didn't have something in your jacket just to stabilize the neck, you'll start start getting that in the helmet 
um, as part of what the neck roll is, because really that that'd be a good place to, you know, hey, let's take up some padding and throw in a, uh, an air, airbag there. I, I think that's a good spot to try to put it. Of course, not being a helmet designer and knowing the technical challenges that would go along with that, it's easy for me to say. But um, yeah, I wonder if they could get any certification if they did that to their helmet, whether it's CNO or DOT. I don't see why they wouldn't, because you're not actually changing the the shell of the helmet and the the impact of it, especially because it's around the base of the neck, which at that point is just for immobilization. Where would you hide the CO2 cartridge? So that's the only thing. I would, I would hide it mouth. right at the base of the, the base of the skull. That because you got a, a flat area there about about that wide, and and that'd be a good place to put it, and you would never feel it and never know it. A lot of people put um, battery packs for their GoPros and and all sorts of other recording things, or if they put a bunch of you know glowy crap on their helmet, that's where the battery pack goes. Is is right right there at the base of the skull. I think you're underestimating the size of these CO2 cartridges. I mean, this is not slightly. Is that yeah. 100 Todd, how many grams is that? This is the 60 grams. So this is the smaller one. Chucks are even bigger. Chucks are like bigger around than that. They're like this kind of a log. I actually have mine here. And, you know, so this is this is still not, you know, putting this. Let's try it. You could do this. This is from a, this is from a, for a bicycle. This whole but you also have to remember, though, if you're just doing something around your neck, you're not going to need as much air as you that's, are around your whole vest. Yeah, yeah. This that's is the one that's in mine. It's it's pretty formidable. But 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 yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I think that's going to be coming out. We actually cover that briefly. My co-host Larry covered that briefly on our last show. Just how we're we're seeing more and more of it, and it's going to be a trend that that I would say. I'd give them two more riding seasons, and, and yeah. some other manufacturer will have something. Are you are you wearing a neck brace off road, Kevin? No, no. no. Well, one, I, I haven't really ventured off road too much. I uh, that's that's my goal for this year is to get you know when I actually get rid of my when I burn down my tires, I'm actually going to get something that's a little bit more off road capable and and start doing some off road stuff. Don't get buy, back to my riding roots. Don't buy Metzler Carews. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking of of K60s. Think some Scouts. Just don't run them in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem with with ADV tires. It's like nothing is really good. It's it's if you want to go off road and on road, there's always a huge caveat, and it's it's what do you do? You know. Yeah, I, I find the Distanzios to be pretty not bad anywhere. I mean, you know, they're not like sticky rubber in corners, but they're okay in corners. And if you're okay with a little walking around off-road they're fine and honestly if you have a 600 pound bike you're going to be walking around a little bit a little, little bit yeah a little bit. just yeah. you know 100 horsepower is going to do a little bit of the you know back it in now and again yeah uh but i mean my main concern is i it's like i could get a guitar and it'll it'll do great on-road and off-road it's going to last me 4,000, 5,000 miles. Yep. Um, if I get something that's going to last me 10,000 miles and then i'm sacrificing either something yeah. so i know what you need you need what i just p- put on oh you god need a car tire <laughs> no <laughs> not we're not we're not doing that <laughs> harley guy help me out here <laughs> <laughs> dunlop that's all i can say is dunlop <laughs> now with that uh podcaster challenge we did I- i've seen enough of the interstate and going straight for a while i need to turn more mm-hmm Actually, uh, I like that. The Kendas aren't too bad, uh, and the Metzlers aren't too bad for if you're going to do. Well, I would go to go Kenda before I went Metzler, but I'll go Dunlop before I go anything else. 
And there's a lot of guys that are talking about Shinko 804s and 805s being pretty decent too with good wear and good traction. The TKC-80s were great, but I got 2,000 miles out of the rear. That's it. Yeah. I, I did like the TKCs. Yeah, they're good tires. They, they work good. They, they work better on the pavement than the Cruz. The Cruz just are not confidence-inspiring at all. Hmm. How big is your head, Chuck? Uh, I have my, – my head is not very big, but it's very, very – um, oval. Actually, that's the technical thing I'm really surprised wasn't immediately adopted by now that Joanne's not on Revzilla. I, I don't know what they're, if they're making oh, their own or they missed, the, they missed the boat on that because the lip picker thing is so freaking cool. Like, what a. I heard you guys talking about that on your episode and I was like, wow. I, I, right? It's really awesome. cool. It's, it's, it's a game changer for selling helmets online. I mean, it is, it's a huge difference. Hey, Chuck, and, is that what that thing is you were just holding up? Yes, that's, this is the caliper for it. No kidding. And then they give you a little measuring tape. Yeah. And uh, a head sock if you have a lot of hair. Wow. That's pretty cool. You just take three measurements with this thing and you send it in and they send you out a whole Excel spreadsheet worth of helmets. No now, how much nice. does the kit cost you? It's like 15 bucks. Oh, okay. And, and, then, and then because they're clever, you spend the 15 bucks on the kit and they're like, hey, and you know, if you want to buy a helmet, we'd be happy <laughs> to give you 15 bucks off. Exactly. Yeah. I'm ordering these things. This is cool. It's cool as shit. Uh, What helmet company is that again? uh, New enough for, uh, what are they called? Motorcyclegear.com. Motorcyclegear.com. But if you just go to livepicker.com, that's where you can order this. Mm -hmm. And it explains the whole process and stuff. And he was saying, he was trying to get other companies like Revzilla or whoever to to just kind of buy into it. Mm -hmm. And they could offer their own discounts and their own links. But no one seems all that interested in this thing. I'm just, I'm just shocked no one's jumped on that because I mean you know for as a consumer that's a, I mean what a what a completely different experience that is as a consumer. Like that's something I'm kind of I'm hoping we see more of because uh, the whole fitting. I mean, okay, your local shop has stuff which is great if you happen to wear the three brands your local shop has. Um, sizes they have available. Yes, in the sizes that happen to be there. And um, even then, you're not entire. You know, you try on a helmet, and you're like, "Yeah, this fits." I think probably. You know, I yeah. had my head shape all wrong. You know, I was just buying bigger helmets to compensate for it. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Chuck. Are they only limited to these? Because I'm looking and I'm seeing Ride Bell HJC, Icon, yeah. Scorpion, Showy, and that's it. So they've, they've got to like be in bed with the manufacturers as well to kind of have this. Data. It's it's who they're they're selling because what yeah, they're, they're doing is they're the to measure. Yeah, they're measuring the helmets themselves for this data. So they're they're not getting data from the manufacturer. They're they're hand building this list. So it's I mean, all the you, helmets they carry. If you get the tool and you go to some other site that is selling a shark or a Nolan or something like that, and you you kind of know that that helmet is already an oval or or extreme oval for Chuck's situation that it helps because at least you can identify how lopsided your head is. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, you know, this, this is one of those things that's like, it's, it'll get better the more data they have. Um, yeah. That's the, and I just, just the whole idea of like, here's the thing that makes it easy to spend money. <laughs> oh my God. Why is this not, why isn't everyone not jumping at this? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised it, it hasn't, exploded as as much that's one of the nice things about going to shows too is trying on helmets and being able to see what's yeah relative and what's not 
Oh, by the way, I got a Climb Cryos too. They're a uh, carbon fiber. You bought it? No, I got Spencer's oh. demo, and they're going to send me one. They, they've got a new line of gear coming out called 626. So they're going to be sending us the demo in February. We need more people to send us stuff, Todd. We, not enough people are sending us stuff. Clearly. Like this Lidpicker thing I bought before they talk about it. We're doing it. Here's what we're going to do. You know, send us this, and we'll do this for you. We're going to talk about it on the show. and where you, you come off as much more serious in person than I do when I try to pitch that at people. <laughs> I have to admit, I've been I've been uh, shot down on on a lot of that. Just like we'll get back in touch with you. Let me we'll we'll talk about it and get back in touch. And well, yeah. back I'm like, hello, I'm doing a podcast, and I'd like to talk about your stuff. Can I have something? That's why we need me there. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Wheel Nerds. We're a highly rated motorcycle podcast. No, okay, Listeners man, Tom, all over the world. Tom shut. Uh, Tom Tom. They 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 shut me down constantly. <laughs> I had some of stuff. Send, no, 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 no. Then I met the guy up at uh, Americade, and then like a week later, I had a GPS and an action camera. That's Ooh. how we got our Cena stuff. Is we actually met Rick at the at AIM, and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to, to to try to reach out to um, Cena, and and I, I've thought about trying to reach out to both Cena and Cardo and see if I can do some kind of side by side thing, just to see what i could do but uh, i don't know if that would play out well or not don't no don't don't talk about that (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna send you i'll send you some contact information kevin direct for those people but you you just kind of like you know the only people that can get away with doing those head-to-head things are guys like that do like web bike world you know yeah he's got like five zillion people i'd like to get that guy on our show todd that guy's cool. Yeah. The dude who does Web Bike World. It, it seems like he'd be kind of cool to talk to. Hmm. Stop so, writing stuff down. Here's, here's a prediction. You know, electric motorcycles probably last, what, three years, right? They've, they've become a, a fad that every manufacturer is, is, is putting research behind. But how seriously are they going to actually release one because of the incredible range limitations you have from it? Well, let me tell you something. If that Harley Davidson did a hundred miles, I'd have one in my garage. Well, and I was talking to and a couple of guys. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, I mean, and they, they're supposedly, you know, coming to market eventually. Um, but uh, I would say that I would honestly look at a more hybrid system using fuel cells to charge the batteries to increase your range. Um, I think that is probably going to be something we see, probably not this year, but two, three-year time frame, somebody will come up with a fuel cell-based hybrid motorcycle. I wonder if Piaggio is going to come out with that hybrid they keep talking about. They keep talking, we got a hybrid scooter, which, you know, it's a perfect platform for a hybrid, right? Yeah. You get eight gajillion, million, trillion. You go, like, like around the world on a two-gallons. Um, but, like, they keep not releasing it. I think what they need, what the industry needs for that is Elon Musk rides out a bike and says, welcome to the new Tesla bike. Yeah, that happened before anybody else releases it, right? Well, I mean, electric's just—you're not ever going to get electric to be able to be charged in five minutes. Nope. You know, um, so having something where you have some sort of combustion, and I think fuel cell is going to be the the remedy to a lot of what people are wanting to do when they say start getting into it. You can burn it quieter. You can burn it cheaper. See, and I, um electric's commuting though that that's for me 
yeah. I don't need a half hour charge. I show up at work and the thing can charge all day as long as I'm for all I care. That would, well, I got to be able to get to work. That's the problem. Because <laughs> I can't get to work right now on a lot of these bikes. Yeah, Doesn't my, Tesla's like hypercharger or something do like an hour charge or something at, at, at their stations? Yeah. Yeah, but you have to have like well, their have a Tesla station. shop there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tesla comes out with a bike and that, that would be like a big deal. Oh. Liza from the uh, Motorcycles Misfits had uh, the president of Lightning um, Electric Motorcycles on their show. And uh, he was saying that within two years, it's going to be uh, uh, cost comparative with electric bikes, well, with their bikes and gas-powered bikes, where the recharge time is just as fast as gassing up your motorcycle. I don't know how they're going to do that. What? <laughs> There's some physics problems I can see. Yeah. <laughs> to get the hypercharger, you're looking at 240 volts. You yeah. have to have a 240 service to, to do that. Like Chuck was saying that Tesla's, their their fast charge and what is it chuck like a half hour i think it's really yeah it's a very small window yeah an hour to a half hour to an hour i think and it's you know yet right now it's just at their dealer network where you right. where you can find them but right but it's also and, these bikes are still very expensive but I, I don't know a lot of you know fast food restaurants that if you walked in and said hey can i plug up my motorcycle that they'll be like oh yeah sure here's an extension cord oh come on you live in the south you could just go to someone's house and ask for an extension cord <laughs> like, this, is go, true. Huh? this is true you live in alabama and in alabama i have eaten and barbecue at a restaurant that was some dude's living room <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 now this is true this is true uh, but once i get to you know I don't know, Virginia, eh, you know, it starts getting a little bit, a little bit more specific. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see the electric. Yeah, I, they, they're going to have to do something to make them more practical. I've got electric charging stations at my work and there's a whole bunch of line of them right close to the door. And there's a fair number of electric cars, actually, which is kind of cool. But I look at them every day and I'm like, yeah, bitch, you park in the back. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, I just did mouth them aren't used. It's parking spaces that are being eaten up. I, lo- I love what they're trying to do. And like, if there was a zero that was really cheap local, I might be tempted, but mm-hmm. like, we just need to go and like, like find a spot on your bike where the thing would just kind of hang like it's almost plugged in and just like hang it there. And <laughs> <laughs> plug you know, your the, bike in. <laughs> you know, the brand is so weird. People might actually buy that. They just, don't know what to make of the sidecar. I'll plug it into the sidecar. Just feed it into the motor somewhere. No one's going to look real close. Mm-hmm. What's the cheapest electric car they make that's fully electric, not a hybrid? I bet it's the Leaf, if I was to guess. Now I'm curious. Yeah, I think it's be the Leaf. Because I'll tell you what, when Tesla announced that $30,000 car, there was a bunch of guys at work to put that mm-hmm. down on it. Yeah, that's that's getting a little better. Yeah, the Leaf is thirty grand. So, and Tesla's car looks really great. You know, there's a lot of cool. I like the Leaf. Yeah, the Leaf does not. What about the uh, the Chevy model, the uh, Volt, the Volt, the Chevy Volt? And... Yeah, I think nothing I mean, Chevy makes can be cheap. There, there's no way, no how. It, it does look nice. Though. I mean, it has a has a nice appeal to it compared it to. It looks the Leaf. better than the Leaf. Yeah, yeah. and then you know, uh, the one's Prius. Hmm. Prius gonna... is pretty nice. The Leaf did you say Prius is pretty nice. I yeah, I actually I did. Uh, turn in your man card now. <laughs> turn it in. <laughs> All right, let me get it. It's back here. Uh, I can't reach it. Need some help. <laughs> uh, the only thing that will save the electric bike is regenerative charging. 
Mm. It charges itself while it's moving. Sort of like uh, Tesla's cars. As they're slowing down and stuff. Yeah, but that screws up your range big time. Mm. Just pick one. Math problems that need to be worked out. Have you guys ridden the Harley yet? No. Live wire? Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. I have. What'd you think? Which one? The live wire. Oh, the live wire. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's just like, I ride Harley. Yeah, I ride Harley. I know Harleys. I, oh, my God. Check this Finally, something I can be relevant for. Yes, I've ridden the Harley. <laughs> Shoot Check us. There's a zero for sale in town for 2500 bucks. 2500 Yes. What's wrong with it? I it's, don't know. It's stolen. <laughs> uh, all the parts are there. <laughs> yeah. The pa- parts are in a box. It's teeny. It's clearly it's clearly not a bit. It's just like a little. It's like a tiny little like enduro looking thing. Huh. You will need to have this tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> Available now. <laughs> not stolen. Huh. Wow. That's interesting. I bet it's like one of their first gen bikes or something. I suspect so. It's a 2011, so it probably is. So it probably has like a here to the corner range or something. Batteries are flat as shit. <laughs> yeah. You'll need you'll need twenty five hundred dollars of batteries. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the life of those batteries are supposed to be. Uh-huh. I, I I hope they can I hope they can solve the physics problem because the the just the notion of electric engine is so cool. I mean, just the, the torque all the time, and you know. It just works. That's we, so small. So we have at least one listener that's writing an angry email right now. Hi, Roland. <laughs> he does not like the electric. Well, I mean, I, you know, the, the purest in me, I want to hear it. I want to feel the motor. I want to hear the, the, the motor and the engine and, and uh, the RPMs. Uh, I, you know, I want that connection, the visceral connection to my motorcycle. However, there's there's something about when I'm in certain locations, it would be nice just to turn that off and and it's just it be, instead of the the the, However, the motorcycle being my connection to what's happening, it's I'm it's just me traveling through and hearing the sounds and hearing nature. You know that's nice too, um, if that's what you what you were looking for that day. Uh, you know, Ted's for the most sitting part, they're going like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? Quiet. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's uh, if, if I'm out in, I don't know, red in the redwoods, right. Uh, up, up Washington area and, and upper California, you know, I may not want a really loud bike. I just want to be able to enjoy it and soak it in. You know, so, uh, I felt the same way when I was out, um, going out to, in, in Vegas, heading out towards the Hoover Dam, you know, those just times where, you know, you're just kind of in awe of, of what's around you and you get that flying feeling if you weren't necessarily connected by this big rumbling machine. You cannot ride a Buell, sir. You will not have a good time. Oh, I, I would have a good time. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you, would get, you would have a good time right up until the part where you get to somewhere you want to be tranquil. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's not often, you know. Uh, but uh, there, there are those times where, I, you know, the, those those bucket bucket list trips you want to take you know not every one of them do you want to to shatter the the serenity of the area you're in um other times it's all you want to do so it it really depends on what you want to do on on that day but i i see that being a benefit for some people 
Save money driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like screw that noise. I just remember. Man, fuck gas. I drive 150 miles every day. So it's like. Wait, what? 150 is my trip to work. Every day? Well, three day, four days a week. Oh, damn, uh, dude. 152 and back from work? Or just, yeah, it's not uh, one. Round trip. Round trip. Not Still, one. damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm at 85 round trip, I think. Yeah. How'd you at what five? Uh, no, I, my round trip's really big now. I'm up to like like fifteen. Mm, yeah. round trip, Twenty-six round trip. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I and I liked the bike. I thought it was kind of cool. Some just, things are just you know, too. Um, that was me, man. I was <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know there. what you're watching right now. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just on live wire, the Harley Davidson live wire. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I like the technology. I'm I am I do like the visceral stuff of the motorcycle a lot. That's why I have the Gucci. You know, are they still doing? I mean, I remember the Livewire tour, but I, I don't remember hearing anything about the Livewire since then. The last I heard was somebody asked one of the Harley guys on. This is probably about a year ago. You know what? What's up with the Livewire? Is it coming out? And they said that as of right now, at that time. There was a high pers- high high chance that it would eventually make it to production. I had an interview with uh, somebody from Harley Davidson, uh, Jen Hoyer. She was the uh, managing, what was she, uh, marketing, and she was saying that uh, Harley Davidson says within five years, uh, the live wire will be in uh, Harley dealers. All right, so Ted, I want to get your take on this because I got a really strong opinion about yeah. the, the Harley dealership culture when the. Yeah. Streets came out, you know, which we can, it's, it's not the same quality fit and finish as a Harley Davidson, but it's an entry level motorcycle. And in four dealerships I went into all, and I portrayed myself as being a brand new guy, never ridden a motorcycle before I wanted, and I looked at street 750. That's the thing. Every one of them, they said, you don't want that steer me away from it. Right. I think that's the problem that Harley had with Buell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same problem. Yeah. I think, you know, you know what the thing is, is that, and you know, you, uh, Chuck, you can back me up on this, is that uh, I think there was a, uh, a a personal issue going on between Eric Buell and Harley Davidson. So maybe they just weren't pushing it at all. They were intentionally steering people away from it. Do you think that filtered down to a dealership? Absolutely. Yeah, I think the problem started at the dealership. It just, yeah. the, too many times, especially the dealers around here that had them. They were just pushed off into a corner as far away from the front door and visible oh, yeah. sections as you could get. Look, the Harley dealer by me, it's a huge, huge deal. They they have to have at least 100 bikes on their floor. And when they had Buells, there was two. They yeah. had seen two in the store. I mean, it's just it was a different kind of customer that was coming in for the Buell. Yeah, yeah I went and looked at the Ulysses when it came out, and the guy like made me feel bad about asking about it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do you turn, like, turn in your man card yeah, he's like you don't you don't he goes come look at a dynaglide you don't want that <laughs> <laughs> it's named after classical literature you don't want that it's a- you know in fact the, the dealer by me is like and people go in they look at the streets and then the guy quickly takes them over to the sportster line you want a beginner bike at this you know, I, mean, I can't imagine the margins the dealers get on the streets are that great great you know, it's you know, it's it's got a Harley tag on it, but and the engine's decent. It's got a good engine in it. It's got a great engine, but the that sucks. It's really, really? 
Yeah, I read both of them, and they were god awful on them. Wow, it was like riding an Indian cruiser, not Indian motorcycle. I mean, like an Indian-made cruiser, or an actual Indian. Right? (laughs) No, I was no. I'm those. They they look nice. They're pretty. It it was just. It was. It was like a really cheap bike. I mean, the motors. The 750 motor was nice, but it sounded like a, a, a a pocket watch. You know what it is? It's it was a bike. They made this bike for those people who were coming from anything else other than Harley Davidson into the Harley market. They wanted to try it because everything about this bike is it's similar to other motorcycles outside of Harley's. It's got the signal on one side, and it's it just doesn't like like you said. It doesn't have the same fit and finish that yeah. you Harley's would. Yeah. That seems like a weird idea, though. That the bike you want to use to introduce to other people is is your shitty one. Well, it's, yeah, I remember that all their classes, like all the Harley dealers around me, I started doing their own MSF course, right? So that's something that, that they're all doing there. They're doing it on 500s, and they're trying to upsell people to at least go with the 750 if you don't go sports or if you want something just like what you just tra- practiced on. Well, let's get you something that can actually, you know, handle a little bit more of the highway than what the, we just practiced on. Go with the 750. Um, I've seen that push. But, you know, I, I'm not in a Harley dealer enough to kind of know what they're doing. I just hope they don't kill. I, I hope that the live wire is survivable for them through the dealership network. I hope they train the dealers properly and they train the sales staff properly to say, look, it's not the same market. And you're going to have people walking in here asking for this. Don't tell them not to buy it. You, you know, know if, I, they, if they can manage to make it have a margin, I think they'll be able to do it. Yeah. But keep in mind for the dealer, they're like, I want to sell the bike with a margin. Not as long as all the standard Harley accessories bolt onto this bike, mm-hmm. I think it, it definitely has a chance. Because that's where a lot of them are making their money is that is adding everything to it. The Margin. They got to get the sound generator on there to make the Harley sound. Right. So, guys, we're kind of at two hours here. Let's really? uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up and let's plug our individual shows. Let's start with uh, Kevin. All right, throttlepodcast.com. Uh, we're a weekly show, and uh, we kind of cover topics, go over you know, news and whatever else we can come up with that week. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Throttle Show. Various adult dating sites. <laughs> now, you know, my wife made me take all those down. So is it f- Throttle.com should be like the main place to go for that? No, or throttlepodcast.com. Throttlepodcast.com. Okay. Steve. CafeRacerPodcast.com on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, and the, the Twitters. AshleyMadison.com. AshleyMadison.com. <laughs> and uh, I think we're on uh, yeah. uh, Ted. Hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Motorcycle Men Podcast. We're MotorcycleMen.us. And uh, it's me and my two brothers. And we talk uh, Harleys, Cruisers. And we talk about all kinds of bikes, not just Harleys, actually. And we have some cool interviews that we don't like to tell the real nerds about because otherwise they'll steal them from us. Dun, 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 dun. Todd, you want to talk about us? Absolutely. We're the Wheel Nerds. You can find us at wheelnerds.com. And we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Adult Friend Finder. We're all over the place. You can't get rid of us. We're available for rent to you. Yes. Well, and somebody actually tried to. You guys will love this. I'm going to close with this. Tell me if this offer sounds great to you. Somebody offered to broadcast our show on the internet in a set time slot for a hundred dollars a show. Yeah, I got the same offer. <laughs> Did you really? 
How many a times smoking did they deal. call you? They called us a lot. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think we're going to pay for, for that. You don't understand how this internet works, do you? Well, we wanted to pay, we wanted you to pay them a hundred bucks. Right, we yeah. pay them. Yeah, oh, yeah. They have an app. Yeah, it was. It was I got. I got a call from a network from one of these yeah. like podcasts. The sports sportsman hunting network is yeah. who we got. Like, no, we're not uh, free. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't so, listeners, you don't have to pay a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> You won't, if you podcast. do, if you want to send it directly send it to straight us, to wheel nerds, wheel nerds at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget about Joanne and Christy motorific uh, mm-hmm. podcast. And I want to say hi to James and Chris at the pace who couldn't quite make it tonight. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Hopefully just gets out there and everyone can see it. And uh, you know, let's do this again sometime. Yeah, this was cool. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And remember, if you're only listening to one motorcycle podcast, you probably aren't getting enough time to cover your whole day at work. Get on the others. Christ's sake. What are you and if you are listening just one, listen to us. <laughs> we smell better than any other guys. That's possibly true. <laughs> we have cookies. <laughs> we have cookies. Watch, people are going pe- everyone who lists everyone within the sound of my voice, write to Steve at the Cafe Racer and demand your cookies. <laughs> That's it for us. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Take it easy. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>